Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. The Summer Down Under continues. Welcome to TC Live, our 30-minute pregame show to get you ready for all the action in New Zealand, Australia, and Hong Kong. Now less than 10 days away from the year's first major, here's what's coming up on the big show. It smelled like teen spirit in Auckland last night. How Coco Gauff gave a lesson to her younger foe to stay perfect in the new year. Plus a wild finish in the United Cup quarterfinals. France and Norway go down to the mixed doubles. We'll show you which team punched their ticket to the final four. And once again, Rafa looked resplendent. Barely on court for an hour, but it was his time off court that got all the attention. We'll explain how controversy turned to comedy. TC has you covered for at least the next 14 hours. It's Tennis Channel, T2, and TC Plus. For all of these matches, we are leading up to the play in Auckland between Emma Navarro and Petra Martic. Coco Goff in action. Rafa Nadal in action. Good one between Stefano Tsitsipas and Alexander Zverev at the United Cup, plus Ostapenko and Azarenka. Man, all the stars are out today, including my two friends. Come on into the studios here. It's Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back with Coco Vandeweghe for Kash Amitraj. Guess what? Coco got her visa to Australia. You're good to go now. In a I'm out of days. here. See you guys. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, off court. Do we have any fun activities planned? I know mean, you got all your people over there, so what's going on? Yes, I'm going to go scuba diving. I'm going to hit the Great Barrier Reef. I've been scuba certified for the purpose of shark diving normally. But this time I'm going to be more recreational and go Great Barrier Reef. That's beautiful. I love it. That's a, that's a bucket list thing for me. I, I, I can't wait. So, oh, must do. Uh, take some pictures. You know, yes, I'll send them your way. Posted. Yeah, yeah. We'll be the watching fo- the FOMO. over here in L.A. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be going through you to Australia. Any Quokka selfies or plan? No? I've already done that. Okay. I, I did that when I played um, the Hopman Cup in Perth, and I definitely hit that post-skydiving. So wow. I, I hit double doozy, but Roger obviously had the most likes. I tried my best. I, I didn't have a cute enough quokka. That's, 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 that was my reason, right? Roger, he'll, do, he'll, he'll do that. I mean, yeah. it's, can't compete with a goat, that's for sure. Speaking of goats, we start our show with the 672nd ranked player in the world. Uh, but if he keeps playing like this, Prakash, Rafa Nadal will not need wild cards for long put on a show once again against Jason Kubler. Yeah, he certainly he certainly did. Look, all the markers that we're looking for seem to be looking better and better. I love the fact that Rafa isn't getting into extended points unless he has to. He's doing a great job flattening out that backhand, creating these kind of opportunities to be able to take that forehand into the open court, which is has always been his bread and butter. But uh, moving pretty well to the young man. Nice little backhand dig over there and a little, oh, oh wow. alley-oop on the backhand side over there. Smashes it down. Really comfortable in that first set, winning at 6-1. 80% won on the first serve. When Rafa's doing that and able to move well, everything seems to be firing. Just making his life a lot easier. I think that's going to be one of his keys 
over the next sort of three, four weeks, not getting into extended rallies because those are the ones that might hurt him in a best of five set match. But um, first step looking good, feel consistently there. Second set, not too different than the first. Just a little bit too much weight of shot against Kublin. 20 winners for Rauf and Nadal, four aces. How about 225 tour-level quarterfinals for Nadal? That's it? For me, uh, have the chance to play again tomorrow uh, means a lot to me. And uh, two victories after uh, a long time being outside of the, of the professional tour is something that uh, yeah, makes me, made me feel good and uh, happy for that. When you take the toilet break after the first set and you come back and get a time violation, um, talk us through that. What happened? <laughs> well, uh, I think it was something strange because I, I, I know I have five minutes. Uh, honestly, uh, Brisbane is very humid, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I had to change every single uh, piece. Don't go too far. We don't need to do too much. We get the idea. It's all right. Takes 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 a while, uh, and then honestly, I I. I in the walkie-talkie, they were calling me uh, three minutes, two minutes, uh, one minute, half minute. And I came out at the, at the right time, but he told me four seconds later. Uh, I don't know. I, I, thought, I thought it was on time, honestly. No? Then he told me it was four seconds later. I don't know if it was me. I don't think so in that time, but something happened in, in the period of time. But I am a slow. I know that, and I'm going to keep trying to improve in 2024. That's great news. That's great news. <laughs> What a guy. What a guy. He's going to keep improving in 2024. You see, you see what he did there? He, he said, listen, listen. He said I was on time. Then he said it was four seconds over. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But anyway, I'm a little slow, so, you know, I'll, I'll try to improve on the next time. I love how he did that. <laughs> yeah, clever. Clever. Blame everything else but himself. I, I like that, too. <laughs> there, there was a tweet from John Wertham. said, Nadal has quickly gone from question mark to exclamation point. <laughs> Is he your favorite now after what you've seen to yeah. win this tournament? Well, especially with Novak having the wrist injury that he had at the United Cup, I think there's always going to be a question mark seeing how Novak can recover. But I don't think he's going to be a favorite in my book, Rafa and Nadal, but it's hard to count out a champion like that. It really is. I think my favorite, honestly, going in there is going to be Zarev. I'm calling Dark Horse Zarev. I like wow. a Dark Horse pick. Okay, Alexander Zverev. I, I was specifically talking about this tournament. Oh, but pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> Rafa, your favorite for this tournament now? Look, I, I still think we need a few more data points. Yeah. He's looked unbelievable in these first couple of rounds. Now we're going to get into slightly tougher matches. I believe he plays Jordan Thompson in the next round, who can put a little bit more pressure on him. So let's see how he keeps progressing. If he continues on this trajectory and makes the progress he's made in round one to round two to hopefully the next round, then yeah. Certainly, but I just think it's early. Let's all be very excited that he's nice and healthy and playing great. But um, I say we just take it one match at a time. Okay. The, the, the hot take, though, is Coco's picking Alexander Zverev to win the Australian Open. Well, luckily so, I'll be next... off in Australia, <laughs> so you guys can't call me out if I get it wrong. Uh, uh, listen, no, we'll, I just want to know. That was said. That was said on TC Live, so I expect a big tweet. And let's let this thing live. Uh, and let's see how it ages me, in a me. couple of weeks. I'm trying to be good in 2024. You're doing great, Coco. <laughs> uh, match of the day was in Auckland. We'll take you there for the ladies. I mean, this one was spectacular. Emma Raducanu playing Alina Spitalina, a three-set thriller. Great tennis in that first set. It was actually Raducanu who got up 5-1 in the first set. But in any of those games, wasn't able to earn herself a set point. Spitalina pushing it here into a breaker. Raducanu did a great job keeping her head on straight, getting right up to that baseline. 
pushing Svitolina back and then finding the drop shot to close things out. Second set, Svitolina up a break, came back on serve. Now, it was Wadakainu up 3-1, had a chance to be able to really create a bigger lead and seal this thing, but some aggressive play from Svitolina saw her win the next six points in a row. Big error here on the forehand side from Raducanu, seals it, split the first couple sets in breakers, but it was just that little momentum shift kind of got to Raducanu's head. Svetlina, on the other hand, built on that momentum, raced away with that third set, 6-1. Playing aggressive tennis, 52 winners, just 26 unforced errors. Raducanu, pretty clean stat sheet as well, but it's last year's comeback player of the year that moves on. Battle of the teenagers, 19-year-old Coco Golf. 16-year-old Brenda Fruvertova Coco. Uh, they used to train at the same academy in France growing up. No, it's, it's crazy how sm small of a world tennis is. But what I love here is Coco just taking it to the young 16-year-old. And look at this flair. you got to love a little flair out of Coco Goff's game. It's so fun to watch her play looser and looser. But she really had a difficult task early on in this first set. Brenda coming out, redlining, absolutely redlining to try and match Coco for pace, for for athleticism and just really couldn't sustain it through the end part of this yeah, first set. And the second set, Coco just really absolutely ran away with it. You could see physically that Brenda wasn't able to sustain her level and just easy winners, easy pickings from Coco. And this is a great match to push her forward into this tournament to defend her title. 18th career bagel set for Coco Golf. A third have come since last summer. Let's hear from her. I mean, I always think I could do better, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say, you know, most for the most part, yeah, I won, and it was a good match, so I'm, I'm happy, but I feel like I can raise my level a lot more, and um, that's kind of what it's like in the beginning of the year to work through um, just playing back matches uh, every day or every other day, um, so hopefully um, by the time the end of the week comes, I could say I'm satisfied. <laughs> I'll take a look at the quarterfinals of the ASB Classic up next. Gretsheva for Coco Golf. You got Navarro Martic. That's coming up top of the hour right here on Tennis Channel. Svitolina and Boskova as well. Coco, by the way, now 6-0 as an elder Gen Z. Uh, nothing sus about that. She beats the younger opponents, Prakash. <laughs> And, and this is a player who, who, who said herself, yeah, go. There's a, there's a whole lot of stuff there. There's an elder Gen Z stuff. You, 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 we're young. We're young. We're, 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 you know, the millennial generation over, over here is just keeping us young and Nothing youthful. Nothing mid about TC Live. I'll oh tell you that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I was running stuff every day from this bet, guy. Bet, man. Bet. <laughs> bet. Uh, so she said herself, she can raise her game a lot more. Yeah. What things can she do to do that? Well, I, I think for her, it's not very much about the tennis. I mean, as, as you pointed out, Coco, she's stepping into the court nicely, using that athleticism, playing nice, aggressive tennis, not getting too defensive on that forehand, which was an issue last year. I think we're seeing all we want to see on the tennis court. I think it just comes down to between the ears. Look, she, she went to a completely different stratosphere after winning that U.S. Open. So how is that going to wear on her this year? She's coming in a completely different player, a completely different aura. This is the first slam after she won her first slam. And we want to see how she prepares with that. I think it's, it's feeling really good on her. I, I think she's wearing the pressure really well. So for me, those are really the mm -hmm. things that she can continue to do well and, and just wear it as though it, 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 it's not sitting heavy on her. No, I, could, I couldn't agree more, and I really have to credit her parents and her family back at home and that are with her. They really keep Coco grounded, and she's such a wonderful person to be around. But I think the key for her to have a successful 2024 season is to be more consistent against the top players. She's got to consistently be beat Iga, has to consistently beat 
Sabalenka, I mean, just the list continues. And Coco has to do it by implementing her new style game more effectively against players like Brenda. These are the matches where you're able to be aggressive and try new things and not be so reliant on your physicality of being able to chase a ball down. I think there was a far too many times where Coco was chasing the extra ball down, which we all know she can do so well. But against a younger opponent, against a lower-ranked opponent, she needs to really be that first-strike type of tennis because then it becomes easier when you are playing a Sabalenka or a Rabakina where you get very little chances to do it as those girls just hit the snot out of the ball. They just It's really hard to counteract it. And she is motivated, posted on TikTok, never forget how they doubted you. Never forget. Coco, moving on to the quarterfinals. We'll have that for you coming up later tonight here on Tennis Channel. Meantime, the action continues in Brisbane. Arena Sabalenka, she continues to dominate Coco. Dropped the first game and then had the old delayed double bagel. Oh, yes. I mean, Sabalenka is never going to say die out there. She just is hitting the ball so well. And I think the conditions in Brisbane really suit her that – Pat Rafter Arena is more like an indoor court, and all these Eastern Europeans grow up on indoor facilities and indoor courts. And she just kept Zhu just too far behind the baseline with shots like this, pushing her back and then stepping in and crushing this backhand line. Her backhand is so deadly. She can hit it cross court. She can hit it line. And we all know the serve. The serve is going to create aces. It's just how she's able to manage her expectations on serve. Don't go for too much and keep these matches as simple as possible. Three-time Brisbane champ Carolina Pliskova taking on Yelena Ostapenko. 11th meeting. They split the previous 10, Prakash. Something's got to give here. Something's got to give. And with two big players who hit the ball this big, it's, it generally comes down to who strikes first and who's able to return better. And, and you got to give that to Yelena Ostapenko. She won 69% of her second serve return points, putting a lot of pressure on Pliskova. Great example right there. She can really step in on both sides. She's able to hit winners off the backhand side and off the forehand side. The serve can get a little suspect at times and sort of be a little short in the court. Pliskova doing a great job there, taking advantage, takes that second set. But going down to the third here, it was Ostapenko, who stayed on the front foot. Check out this technique at the net. Rock-solid wrist. Cups it into the open court. Gets the break. Makes no mistake serving it out. Mm. Icon vibes right there. <laughs> Ostapenko snapping Pliskova's 10-match win streak at the Brisbane tournament. She is moving on. Much like Sabalenka, Lena Rabakina, you mentioned her earlier, Coco. She had the bakery open in Brisbane against Elisa Mertens. Yes, and I, I know Mertens has always been kind of hanging around the top 10, top 20, top 30. She's always going to be there. And she does that by being very consistent from the baseline. But Rabakina was just so deadly off of her serves. I mean, she was in the 80% as a first serve percentage. That's hard to do, especially when you are clocking it in the 110, 115 range. I know for myself... It was hard for me to even consistently be at 60%. And she's trying to give Iga a run for the money. The bakery <laughs> is open in Brisbane. Less than an hour of work for Rabakina. She'll take on Anastasia Potapova in the quarters. When we come back, Layla Fernandez, she was all in for Team Canada at the United Cup, diving into a leadership role. I'll show you why she was avoiding a different kind of dive, though, with the rest of her team. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them.
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Coco Prakash and Steve back with you on TC Live. To Sydney we go. United Cup quarterfinals overnight. France taking on Norway in women's singles. Caroline Garcia continued to come out on top at this event, Coco. Oh, she. this is a really great responsibility for Caroline. She's coming out to put France 1-0 up, playing against a lower-ranked player. Really straightforward first set. But then the second set, she gets just a slight passiveness to her. She got a little heavy in the racket where... You know, the tightness starts getting in. I got to close out this match, and anything can happen in a tiebreaker. You never say die, especially with a, a lower-ranked player. They're always ready to go, but just too obvious in the toss right there on her second serve. Sometimes when you get tight in matches, you throw it over her head too much to make sure she really gets the kick out of the ball. But in this third set tiebreaker, she came out just rocking her forehand and finished it off in extra French flair. <laughs> you can see what it means to her. Still unbeaten. United Cup singles 5-0, Caroline Garcia. So Kasparud must win for Norway against Adrian Manorino. He's been on fire to start his season, has Rude, taking every match in straight sets, Pete. Yeah, he has. And playing like your favorite tennis player, Weissman. Look at him, attacking the net over there. I think that is when Castro is playing his best tennis at forehand. When he's feeling it, like he did when he made the final of the U.S. Open, he can do absolutely anything with that. And the backhand sign, finding some good defense there. Great left hand as he finds a passing shot. Second set, absolutely rifling forehands here. Moving Manorino around the court. Check this out. Boom! This is over his head, flattens it out, inside out. Even Manorino has to sit there and applaud. Moving away from the court, still finds angle, still finds pace. Yeah, too good, too good. Cleans it up nicely. 6-1, 6-4. Didn't face a break point in the match. Hasn't dropped more than four games in a single set. Said I lost Adrian a few years ago, so it is nice to have some revenge. So it came down once again, mixed doubles. United Cup has become a mixed doubles event. Absolutely love that, Coco. Advantage France, though. Garcia teaming up with playing captain Edward Roger Vaseline. I mean, talk about triple duty, not even just double duty, but I couldn't agree with you more, Steve. This is becoming my favorite event out of the United Cup. You are seeing so many of these singles players having to step up on the doubles court when they are not as comfortable. We've seen that a bit with Kasparud, a little bit too far back on these volleys. And Caroline Garcia is a Grand Slam champion out there on the doubles court. She is so solid out there, and she's played a lot of doubles. So you can count on her to be able to step up as far as being the underdog on the female side. It's really difficult to play and match your male partner when they are a doubles-only player because they are expecting a lot out of you from the baseline and to hold your serve. And the French pair came out with the win. They saved all seven break points they faced. They win in straight sets. And France is moving on to the semifinals. They will meet Poland there. Looking forward to that matchup Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, we've got the big one tonight, Greece and Germany. It is overnight for the right to face the home nation, Australia. One spot remains in the semifinals of the United Cup. Still to come, we got a couple top seeds in action. Holger Runa and Andre Rublev. Tennis across the globe. Don't go anywhere. Arbitrage Vandaway Weissman back on TC Live to Hong Kong. We go Andre Rublev beginning his new season against qualifier Liam Brody. Prakash Brody celebrating his 30th birthday. Rublev offering no gifts. No, certainly. He, he, he broke 
Brody three times during this match, but Brody stayed tight. He broke Rublev a couple times as well. He, he got a great all-round game, this lefty, able to attack the net nicely there. You saw him chip and come in on that forehand side. He's not afraid of mixing up different shots, but just a little bit too much pace from Rublev overall. Second set got really tight, though. Got pushed into a breaker here. Some big power from Rublev on that forehand side. Brody actually ended up having a set point here. Wasn't able to close things out, but um, Rublev really had to earn it. Big forehand there, pushing Brody all the way out, not able to control it back in. A lot of tension here in this second set. Could have easily gone to a third. Just a, a little too strong from the Russian at the end of the day. But um, it was touch and go there for me. Yeah, so the first match is always tough. Get, get those nerves going, a bit stressful in the second set. But Andre Rublev rocking that new kit, the Rublev outfit. Good to go. Back to Brisbane. Holgaruna, he's been tested in both of his matches this year, Coco. But the Great Dane has found a way. Yesterday it was against Alexander Shevchenko. No, this was a really back and forth first set. But I think Holger has taken a big look in the mirror, a really hard look in the mirror, to really adjust himself coming into this new season. He definitely had a follow-up previously in 2023. But we also have to remember, he is just 20 years old. He's still developing physically. And you can see that he has put the hard yards out there in the short offseason that he had. I mean, he still did a good run in the Paris indoors, but he, unfortunately he lost his second set and really had to test himself in this third set. But he's been trying to implement new tactics of coming forward a lot quicker, not staying in these long baseline rallies. We know that he is definitely rock solid and can get these extra balls just like this backhand up the line. I mean, that takes strength and such a good plant leg with his left leg to be able to push forward and get that ball up the line and just honestly outlasting his opponent in the third. I mean, he does not miss a leg day, that is for sure. Said his goal is to win a Grand Slam this year. Feels like he's ready. He even split his pants yesterday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Too much leg day. Is there such a thing for cost? Really split his pants today? Really yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Uh, Grigor Dimitrov, by the way, the only former champion left in the draw. He is down there as the two seed. You got Nadal in there taking on Georgia Thompson and Runa against Duckworth at the top. A good draw. Fun draw. Let's see what's trending on social media right now. Madison Keys, unfortunately, tweeting that she is out of the Australian Open, said she's been struggling with a shoulder injury, was advised by her medical staff to withdraw, and says she is making the right choice for her body, Coco, but... We never like to see this. No, and, and Maddie has always had great results at the Australian Open, and it's so tough to see young Maddie. I mean, young Maddie Keys. We've, we've seen her out there. She's a vet now, but she's still so young in age and has dealt with so many injuries, and we thought coming off of the U.S. Open, she's going to have a good year in 2024. This is just a little bit of a speed bump, but hopefully she can get the right treatments that she needs, and hopefully it's not as serious, and this is the right call for her. Also finding some brilliant tennis towards the end of last year, uh, especially at the Slam. So you really thought she was starting to pick up some, some great momentum. This is this is a tough one to miss. But um, you know, like always, she'll get back on the horse and um, come back strong. Hopefully, hopefully she'll be ready for Indian Wells in Miami. Yeah, wish Maddie all the best. Hope 100% healthy very very soon. Uh, team Canada doing some team bonding at the United Cup. But take a look at this. They were holding hands to jump into some cold water in Sydney. Lena Fernandez had, had second thoughts. I mean, look, she's like, no. Team bonding. That's a let your team die out there. <laughs> no. you, you guys deal with the cold. I'm staying out here where it's nice and warm and dry. Yeah, she, she had a good laugh. She did, look at that fake. Look at the fake out. <laughs> Not today. In, she stops. Let, let, let's hear what Layla had to say about this. You know when you, like, 
about to get in on a roller coaster and you have all these like emotions of like regret and thinking like I shouldn't have done this what am I doing that's exactly what was happening and I went with my thoughts and just didn't jump in I'm <laughs> just like wait no I'm not ready yet oh there you go waited in waited in sidled in there a little bit I would have liked to have seen a cannonball after letting your team go without you I mean you gotta you gotta show off gotta take it on the chin I, don't, I feel you, Layla. Look like a, look, look, I'll tell you what, it looked like a great day of team bonding, though. They looked like they had a lot of fun. I mean, that's hilarious, though. That's a good move. Like, that's a great fake uh, out. No. No, I am not. I am not joining you in that cold water. Uh, here is our schedule on a TGIF Tennis Channel T2 TC+. We got TC Live 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Back to our normal time at the top of the hour, leading up to the semifinals from the United Cup between Poland and and Australia. We got action in Auckland as well as Brisbane. And then, of course, another United Cup semifinal. Replays all night long as well. Don't go anywhere. More TC Live after this. Welcome back. Just moments away from Emma Navarro and Petra Martic taking the court there in Auckland at the ASB Classic. I always love this stadium court in New Zealand. Just a beautiful scene. And we are counting down to the year's first major. TC Live, of course, has you covered every single day, 5 p.m. Eastern, your only two-hour pregame show. A trio of Hall of Fame analysts, Martina Navratilova, Lindsey Davenport, Jim Courier. I'll be hosting John Wertheim as well. Lots of guests, highlights, predictions, and fun. You don't want to miss it. Begins Saturday, January 13th. Featured matches, we got at least 14 hours of tennis today, and we are going to have a lot of hot shots this was our best from yesterday, Prakash. Doesn't surprise me at all. A little bit of everything here. A nice little Ken Rosewall slice up the line and then a little skyhook on the backside from Rafa Nadal. One of the most exceptional parts about this backhand smash is the wrist snap at the top. So difficult to be able to execute. You're not even looking at your side of the court. Check this out. Rafa is actually facing the backstop, but he gets that full extension and snap. Little pirouette to close things out. Coco, is that one of the hardest shots in tennis to execute? Yes, Pat Cash actually made me train that because I, I never really hit it. And I was like, I didn't know people trained this shot, but people, if Rafa can hit it like that, he's training it. So Pat he, must have been right. He, he's certainly training it. I can see you training it. I mean, you find yourself up at the net quite frequently. But hopefully I'm running around and getting that regular overhead That's instead fair. of the backhand overhead. But laziness did creep, creep in. So, <laughs> Good old laziness always creeping in there. Uh, we're definitely going to get some hot shots from this group of matches that we have throughout the night here on Tennis Channel, T2, and TC+. Prakash, you're pointing. Which one? I'm pointing se uh, second to bottom. Stefanos yeah. and Zverev, man, they, they, they always have bangers whenever they play. Hardcore clay court, it doesn't matter. And I like the fact that it's a little team atmosphere. So I think the, the, the blood's going to be boiling a little bit more. Energy's going to be going. Steph missed a couple of matches yeah. because of injury. Looked really good in that last one. So... High-quality affair, I think. And, and now Zverev's got a lot of pressure on him because he's... Listen, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a dark horse. Right, okay. here on TC Live. Listen, I love a dark horse pick. I mean, we could always pick Alcaraz or Djokovic or any of those guys. I love a dark horse, and I don't mind putting it out on the line. I'll take the L if it happens, but hopefully I come back here after my little trip to Australia, and I'd say... I told you so, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a question. So out of out of all the dark horses that you can go with, Zverev is, is going to be your dark horse outside of the top favorites? I mean, I, I could pick Manorino. We, we've been watching him. <laughs> but I, I feel like I want, a, I want a dark horse that has, like, 
has made some inroads, has had a big shot at it, and actually has the game to win a Grand Slam. I'm just curious, is a Dark Horse a top 10 player? Because I feel like... No, look, look, look. You have your favorites who are Tier 1 who have really taken most of the titles. So I'll give this to her as yeah? a Dark Horse pick. Yeah, you can't, can't pick someone who's It's, it's, it's who's like your roster, you know? You got your Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, you know? There's, there's different and levels. And Coco did it. Coco has done it. Let it go there. <laughs> All right, how about a, a big one that we have between Yelena Ostapenko and Victoria Azarenka? 2-0 uh, head-to-head for Azarenka in, in, in this matchup. But what we've seen from Ostapenko, I don't know, I could, could see a little upset here. Yeah, there was a bit of a medical timeout in the Ostapenko match against Pliskova, and that was somewhat concerning, but turns out uh, just needed a little bit of a break and then just swipe through that third set. But I definitely think Ostapenko comes out the victor in this match. Vika hasn't looked as quick and as solid as she has in the many years that she has done well at the Australian Open. So my pick is Ostapenko. I can see why Azarenka is 2-0 against Ostapenko. Look, they both are able to play a nice, aggressive game. I just think Azarenka has a better set, uh, a better asset uh, set on the defensive side, so she's able to kind of transition from there with all that hard hitting from Ostapenko into the offense. Ostapenko really just has one gear, and when everything is going great, then she just kind of blows uh, whoever off the court. But I do agree with you, Coco. Azarenka hasn't hasn't been her best self as of late. Ostapenko seems in fine form. So for this match, even in spite of the 0-2 head-to-head, I'll, uh, I'll go with the uh, lady in yellow. <laughs> Let's go, P. Come on. <laughs> all right, Coco Goff. She's been dominating in Auckland. Won the title last year. She's now won seven in a row at that tournament. Tonight, Bavara Gracheva. What does Coco need to do in this match to raise her level from the last one where she said, I, I can still improve? Well, I think it's just execution. I mean, look, all the players she's played thus far, and including this match against Grasheva, she's she's just she's at least uh, several levels ahead of her opponent. So it's less about what the opponent's going to do. Grasheva doesn't have enough firepower to really put a dent in Coco's armor. So I think it's just about execution. If she executed in her mind four out of ten in the last round, okay, we'll bump it up to a five, bump it up to a six. It's just looking for constant improvement as you get to the Aussie. Now, when you start playing the Rabakinas, the Sabalenkas, the Sviantecs, okay, then it's more than execution. It's, you might need to play uh, even higher at a certain level. Now it's just about tightening up the game and just executing uh, tighter and tighter. No, definitely. I mean, there's there's no way that Coco is going to have that tough of a match today. I mean, she is just playing way too solid in the matches that I've watched her play. Something strange would really have to happen. But like I was saying earlier, for Coco to have an exceptional 2024 season, these are the matches where she can work on being that first strike player and not just getting into the 20 ball rallies straight away and hoping that her athleticism wins her the match. Be the aggressor. Be that big babe kind of tennis that I grew up watching and I definitely, when I first came out on tour, was implemented by, you know, the Russian brigade that was out there from the Sharapovas and, and then Serena and Venus, obviously. And I grew up watching Lindsay. So, I mean, I, I love that first strike tennis. and I hope Coco can start implementing that into her game and it'll make it easier going against the Rabakinas, the Sabalankas, if you can just match them in those first couple of strikes. I, I love that approach to, to use a real match, a quarterfinal match, as almost a practice to get more comfortable being aggressive like that. Well, I think keeping that, uh, maybe uh, I understand the principle of the practice mindset, but I think it's more just sort of a process and journey-oriented mindset where you're just focused on what you need to do to improve. The wins will take care of themselves. So in practice, you do go out there and just kind of focusing on improving, and if you can keep that in a match, I think that's what stands you in best stead. 
Oh, definitely. And Coco has the wherewithal and the confidence in herself to make sure that these matches are clean, straightforward. Obviously, you want to have that first set in the bag when you start implementing these new tactics that you have been working on in the offseason. You don't want to start off doing this at 1-0, two all, even at four all in the first set. You definitely want to stick with your plan A game that you're so used to and so successful at winning at. But when you're up the break in the second set with already a first set in the bag, that's when you want to implement these new tactics and how you want to play going forward into 2024. And there's, there's also an element of, as you talked about practice, practicing winning mm. you know and especially when you're using new tactics like you're talking about coco it's one thing executing them in practice but every one little time you execute a serve and volley play in a, in a match which you wouldn't normally do in a match you just stay at the baseline every single time that comes to fruition and you're able to win the point it becomes a little bit more cemented you get a little bit more confidence in there so you kind of got to practice that those winning habits in these new forms also. yeah no absolutely last time two players from the u.s reached the quarterfinals at this event it was 2020. It was Serena and Jesse Pagula. They actually played each other in the final. Serena won that. That was her, her last title on tour. Yeah. We've got a couple Americans as well. Not only Coco Golf, but how about Emma Navarro? Last year at this time, she was ranked 149 in the world. Now she's 31, about to be seated at a major. What do you make uh, of what she's been able to do over the past 12 months? Oh, I, I, I'm so proud of Emma and, and just her wherewithal and her professionalism. That's something that is so key when you first come out on tour. And Emma had a few years in college to be able to mature for herself and for whatever needs she needed to mentally. But it's the physical preparation that goes into being a professional that's so much different than when you are in college. In college, so many things are taken care of for you, and you are the big man on campus, as you would know, Prakash over there at SC, <laughs> just getting that fresh parking spot and everything. I know my sister's there. You got a good parking spot. But it's it's so much more than that. It's 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 just preparing and how you manage your tournaments, what you're going to do in these early rounds. And now Emma is being a quarterfinalist consistently, and she is going to have a target and one to watch out for in this season. And it's just been an unbelievable journey for her. And let's talk about her tennis this week. I mean, look, that opening round, three sets against Linda Fruvatova, who's, who's another great up-and-comer. She looked very strong mentally in that third set. And then wiped the floor with Avanissian in the next round, one and two. So she seems to be trending in the right direction. And she just looks so comfortable at this tour level now. And as you mentioned, Weissman, knocking on the door, going to be seated in slam soon. She's just, uh, her trajectory is moving in the right direction. And I don't think any of this uh, higher altitude is affecting her. Well, with Maddie Keys out of the Australian Open, she'll be the third highest ranked American in Melbourne. Mm. And, and looking to crack into the top 30, maybe top 25 or higher. It is coming up next against Petra Martic. The walkout was delayed a little bit, a little drizzle down there in Auckland. But hopefully the weather will be perfect for this match as Coco's going to head to the booth. Join Chanda Rubin for the call. We've got a full night of tennis. Coco Goff, Rafa Nadal and more in action just keep it locked right here on Tennis Channel. For Coco and Prakash, I'm Steve. Thanks for watching TC Live.